Sahih al-Bukhari. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Bukhari. The English translation is by Dr. Muhammad Mursin Khan. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih al-Bukhari, The Book of Divorce, Chapter 1, The Statement of Allah Almighty, Ya ayyuhal nabi, Iza talaqtumu nisa'a fatalliquhunna li'iddatihinna wa ahsul iddah. O Prophet, when you divorce women, divorce them at their iddah, prescribe periods, and count accurately their iddah, prescribe periods. Quran chapter 65, verse 1. The divorce according to As-Sunnah, the Prophet's legal way, is that one should divorce his wife when she is clean from her periods and he has not had sexual intercourse with her after her period and there should be two witnesses for the divorce. Narrated Abdullah ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with both of them, that he had divorced his wife while she was menstruating during the lifetime of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Umar ibn al-Khattab asked Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, about that. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Order him, your son, to take her back and keep her till she is clean from her menses, and then to wait till she gets her next period, menses, and becomes clean again, whereupon, if he wishes to keep her, he can do so, and if he wishes to divorce her, he can divorce her before having sexual intercourse with her. And that is the iddah, prescribed period, which Allah has fixed for the women meant to be divorced. Chapter 1 If a woman is divorced during her menses, then that divorce is counted as one legal divorce. Narrated Anas ibn Sirin, Ibn Umar said, I divorced my wife while she was menstruating. Umar mentioned that to the Prophet, peace be upon him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to my father, Let your son take her back. I asked Ibn Umar, Is such a divorce counted, i.e., as one legal divorce? Ibn Umar said, Of course. Narrated Yunus ibn Jundub, Ibn Umar said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Umar, Order him, Ibn Umar, to take her back. I asked, is such a divorce counted as one legal divorce? Ibn Umar said, What do you think if someone becomes helpless and foolish? Footnote If out of foolishness somebody divorces his wife while she is menstruating, the divorce is valid. Fathil Bari Narrated Ibn Umar The divorcing of my wife during her menses was counted as one legal divorce. Footnote Counted as one legal divorce means one of the three divorces. Chapter 1 Whoever divorced his wife and should a man tell his wife face to face that she is divorced. Narrated Al Awza'i, I asked Az Zuhri, which of the wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, sought refuge with Allah from him. He said, I was told by Urwa. That Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said, When the daughter of Al-Jawn was brought to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, as his bride, and he went near her, she said, I seek refuge with Allah from you. He said, 
you have sought refuge with the Most Great. Return to your family. Footnote. Return to your family is an indirect way of saying you are divorced. Narrated about Usaid, may Allah be pleased with him, we went out with the Prophet peace be upon him to a garden called Ashout till we reached two walls between which we sat down. The Prophet peace be upon him said, Sit here, and went in the garden. Al-Jawniyah, a lady from Bani Jawn, had been brought as a bride for the Prophet peace be upon him, and lodged in a house in a date palm garden, in the home of Umaymata bint al-Nu'man ibn Sharahil, and her witness was with her. When the Prophet peace be upon him entered upon her, he said to her, Give me yourself in marriage as a gift. She said, Can a princess give herself in marriage to an ordinary man? The Prophet peace be upon him raised his hand to pat her, so that she might become tranquil, as she did not know that he is Allah's messenger. She said, I seek refuge with Allah from you. He said, You have sought refuge with one who gives refuge. Then the Prophet peace be upon him came out to us and said, O Abba Usaid, give her two white linen dresses to wear and let her go back to her family, i.e., she is divorced. Narrated Sahil and Abba Usaid, the Prophet peace be upon him married Umaymata bint Sharahil, and when she was brought to him, he stretched his hand towards her. It seemed that she disliked that, whereupon the Prophet peace be upon him ordered Abba Usaid to prepare her and dress her with two white linen dresses, and let her go back to her family, i.e., she is divorced. See Hadith number 5637. Narrated Aba Ghallab, Yunus ibn Jubair, I asked Ibn Umar, what is said regarding a man divorces his wife during her period? He said, do you know Ibn Umar? Ibn Umar divorced his wife while she was menstruating. Umar then went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and mentioned that to him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered him to take her back, and when she becomes clean, he would divorce her if he wanted. I asked Ibn Umar, was that divorce counted as one legal divorce? He said, if one becomes helpless and foolish, will he be excused? Of course not. Footnote. Divorce counted as one legal divorce means one of the three divorces. See Fathil Bari. Chapter 1 Whoever thinks it's permissible to divorce one's wife thrice at a time, depending on the statement of Allah Almighty, الطلاق مرتان فإمساكم بمعروف أو تسريح بإحسان The divorce is twice. After that, Either you retain her on reasonable terms or release her with kindness. Quran chapter 2, verse 229. Ibn Zubayr said, Regarding a patient divorcing his wife, I am not of the opinion that his irrevocably divorced wife will be his heir. As Shabi said, I think she will be his heir. Ibn Shubrumah said, If the prescribed period, idda, legal period after the divorce, is over, can she marry? As Shabi said, yes. Ibn Shubruma said, if her second husband should die too, would she be the heir of two husbands? On that, As Shabi withdrew his verdict.
narrated Sahlu ibn Sa'din al-Sa'idi, Uwaymir al-Ajlani came to Asim ibn Adi al-Ansari and asked, O oh, Asim, tell me, if a man sees his wife with another man, should he kill him, whereupon you would kill him in Qisas, or what should he do? O oh, Asim, please ask Allah's Messenger peace be upon him about that. Asim asked Allah's Messenger peace be upon him about that. Allah's Messenger peace be upon him disliked that question and considered it disgraceful. What Asim heard from Allah's Messenger peace be upon him was hard on him. When he returned to his family, Awaymir came to him and said, O oh, Asim, what did Allah's Messenger peace be upon him say to you? Asim said, You never bring me any good. Allah's Messenger peace be upon him disliked to hear the problem which I asked him about. Awaymir said, By Allah, I will not leave the matter till I ask him about it. So Awaymir proceeded till he came to Allah's Messenger peace be upon him, who was in the midst of the people, and said, O Allah's Messenger, if a man finds with his wife another man, should he kill him, whereupon you would kill him in Qisas, or otherwise, what should he do? Allah's Messenger peace be upon him said, Allah has revealed something concerning the question of you and your wife. Go and bring her here. So they both carried out the judgment of Li'an while I was present among the people as a witness. When both of them had finished, Awaymir said, O oh Allah's Messenger, if I should now keep my wife with me, then I have told a lie. Then he pronounced his decision to divorce her thrice before Allah's Messenger peace be upon him ordered him to do so. Ibn Shihab said, That was the tradition for all those who are involved in a case of Li'an. Footnote 1 Al-Qisas Laws of equality and punishment for wounds, etc. In retaliation. Footnote 2 Al-Li'an An oath which is taken by both the wife and the husband when the husband accuses his wife of committing illegal sexual intercourse. The Qur'an, Surah An-Nur, number 24, verses 6 to 9. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the wife of Rifa'at al-Quradi came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, O oh Allah's Messenger, Rifa'ah divorced me irrevocably. After him, I married Abdir Rahman ibn Zubayr al-Quradi, who proved to be impotent. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said to her, Perhaps you want to return to Rifa'ah? Nay, you cannot return to Rifa'ah until you enjoy the sexual relation, consummate your marriage with Abdir Rahman and he with you. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. A man divorced his wife thrice by expressing his decision to divorce her thrice. Then she married another man, who also divorced her. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was asked if she could legally marry the first husband or not. The Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, No, she cannot marry the first husband unless the second husband enjoys the sexual relation, consummate his marriage with her, just as the first husband had done. Chapter 1. Whoever gave option to his wives, and the statement of Allah Almighty, قُلْ لِأَزْوَاجِكَ إِنْ كُنْتُنَّ تُرِدْنَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا وَزِينَتَهَا فَتَعَالَيْنَ أُمَتِّعْكُنَّ وَأُسَرِّحْكُنَّ سَرَاحًا جَمِيلًا
O Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, say to your wives, If you desire the life of this world and its glitter, then come. I will make a provision for you and set you free in a handsome manner. Divorce. Quran chapter 33 verse 28 Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Allah's messenger peace be upon him gave us the option to remain with him or to be divorced and we selected Allah and his messenger peace be upon him. So, giving us that option was not regarded as divorce. Narrated Masruq, I asked Aisha about the option. She said, The Prophet peace be upon him gave us the option. Do you think that that option was considered as a divorce? I said, It matters little to me if I give my wife the option once or a hundred times after she has chosen me. Chapter 1 If a man says to his wife, I have parted with you, or I have released you, or any other expression which may indicate divorce, then the real meaning of what he says depends on his intention. The Statement of Allah Almighty and set them free, divorce them in a handsome manner. Quran chapter 33 verse 49 and set you free in a handsome manner. Divorce. Quran chapter 33 verse 28 The divorce is twice. After that, either you retain her on reasonable terms or release her with kindness. Quran chapter 2 verse 229 Or part with them in a good manner. Quran chapter 65 verse 2 And Aisha said, The Prophet peace be upon him knew that my parents would never order me to part with them. Chapter 1 Whoever said to his wife, You are haram, unlawful for me. And Al-Hasan said, Its meaning depends on his intention. And the religious learned man said, If somebody divorces his wife thrice, then she becomes unlawful for him. So it is called haram, unlawful, by virtue of divorce and separation. This is not like the one who bans certain food for himself, because one cannot call lawful food unlawful, but a divorced lady can be called unlawful. And some learned men said regarding a woman divorced thrice, she will not be lawful for that husband till she marries somebody else and her new husband divorces her. Nafa said, When Ibn Umar was asked about a person who had given three divorces, he said, Would that you gave one or two divorces? For the Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered me to do so. If you give three divorces, then she cannot be lawful for you until she has married another husband and is divorced by him. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, a man divorced his wife and she married another man who proved to be impotent and divorced her. She could not get her satisfaction from him and after a while, he divorced her. Then she came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, my first husband divorced me 
And then I married another man who entered upon me to consummate his marriage, but he proved to be impotent and did not approach me except once during which he benefited nothing from me. Can I remarry my first husband in this case? Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, It is unlawful to marry your first husband till the other husband consummates his marriage with you. Chapter 1 Ya ayyuhan nabiyu lima tuharrimu ma ahallallahu lak. O Prophet, why do you forbid for yourself that which Allah has allowed to you? Quran chapter 66 verse 1 Narrated Sa'id ibn Jubayr that he heard Ibn Abbas saying, If a man makes his wife unlawful for him, it does not mean that she is divorced. He added, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ Indeed, in the Messenger of Allah, Muhammad, peace be upon him, you have a good example to follow. Quran chapter 33, verse 21. Footnote. Regarding, if a man makes his wife unlawful for him, means by saying to her, you are unlawful for me. Narrated Ubaid ibn Umayr, I heard Aisha. May Allah be pleased with her saying, The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to stay for a long while with Zainab binti Jahsh and drink honey at her house. So Hafsa and I decided that if the Prophet, peace be upon him, came to any one of us, she should say to him, I detect the smell of maghafir, a nasty smelling gum, in you. Have you eaten maghafir? So the Prophet, peace be upon him, visited one of them, and she said to him similarly, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Never mind, I have taken some honey at the house of Zainab binti Jahsh, but I shall never drink of it anymore. So there was revealed, Ya ayyuhan nabiyu lima tuharrimu ma ahallallahu lak. O Prophet, why do you forbid for yourself that which Allah has allowed to you up to in tatuba ilallah? If you too, wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, turn in repentance to Allah. Quran chapter 66, verses 1 to 4. Addressing Aisha and Hafsa. وَإِذْ أَسَرَّ النَّبِيُّ إِلَىٰ بَعْضِ أَزْوَاجِهِ حَدِيثًا When the Prophet, peace be upon him, disclosed the matter in confidence to one of his wives, Hafsa. Quran chapter 66, verse 3. Namely, his saying, but I have taken some honey. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was fond of honey and sweet edible things, and it was his habit that after finishing the Asr prayer, he would visit his wives and stay with one of them at that time. Once he went to Hafsa, the daughter of Umar, and stayed with her more than usual. I got jealous and asked the reason for that. I was told that a lady of her folk had given her a skin filled with honey as a present, and that she made a syrup from it, and gave it to the Prophet, peace be upon him, to drink, and that was the reason for the delay. I said, By Allah, we will play a trick on him, to prevent him from doing so. So I said to Saudah binti Zama, The Prophet, peace be upon him, will approach you, and when he comes near you, say, Have you taken maghafir, a bad-smelling gum? He will say, No. 
Then say to him, Then what is this bad smell which I smell from you? He will say to you, Hafsa made me drink honey syrup. Then say, Perhaps the bees of that honey had sucked the juice of the tree of Alarfot. I shall also say the same. O you, Sophia, say the same. Later, Sauda said, By Allah, as soon as he, the Prophet, peace be upon him, stood at the door, I was about to say to him what you had ordered me to say, because I was afraid of you. So when the Prophet, peace be upon him, came near Sauda, she said to him, O Allah's Messenger, have you taken Maghafir? He said, No. She said, Then what is this bad smell which I detect on you? He said, Hafsa made me drink honey syrup. She said, Perhaps its bees had sucked the juice of al Arfut tree. When he came to me, I also said the same. And when he went to Sophia, she also said the same. And when the Prophet, peace be upon him again, went to Hafsa, she said, O Allah's Messenger, shall I give you more of that drink? He said, I am not in need of it. Sauda said, By Allah, we deprived him of it. I said to her, Keep quiet. Footnote Al-Arfut is the tree which produces maghafir. Chapter 1 There is no divorce before marriage. And the statement of Allah Almighty يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا نَكَحْتُمُ الْمُؤْمِنَاتِ ثُمَّ طَلَّقْتُمُوهُنَّ مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ تَمَسُّوهُنْ فَمَا لَكُمْ عَلَيْهِنَّ مِنْ عِدَّةٍ تَعْتَدُّونَهَا فَمَتِّعُوهُنَّ وَسَرِّحُوهُنَّ سَرَاحًا جَمِيلًا O you who believe, when you marry believing women, and then divorce them before you have sexual intercourse with them, no عِدَّة, divorce prescribed, period, Quran chapter 65, verse 4, have you to count in respect of them. So give them a present and set them free, i.e., divorce in a handsome manner. Quran chapter 33, verse 49. Ibn Abbas said, Allah has mentioned the divorce after the wedding. It is reported that Ali, Sa'id ibn al-Musayyab, Urwat ibn al-Zubayr, and many others said that a woman cannot be divorced before being married. Footnote. If one says, if I marry so and so, she will be divorced. This saying will not be of any effect if he marries her. Chapter 1 If under compulsion somebody says about his wife, she is my sister, there is no blame on him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Prophet Abraham said about his wife, Sarah, she is my sister. He meant his sister in Allah's religion. Chapter 1 What is said regarding a divorce given in a state of anger, under compulsion, or under the effect of intoxicants or insanity, and what is the verdict about them, and what if one ascribes partners to Allah, or divorces his wife, or does other things by mistake, or through forgetfulness? You may refer to the saying of the Prophet, peace be upon him, the deeds are evaluated according to one's intentions, and everybody will receive the reward of what he has intended. As Shabi recited, لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا. Our Lord, punish us not if we forget or fall into error. Quran chapter 2, 
286. And what is not valid of the confession of a person suffering from whispers in his heart. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to the man who confessed against himself, Are you mad? And Ali said, Hamza cut open the flanks of my two she-camels, and then the Prophet, peace be upon him, started admonishing Hamza. But behold, Hamza was heavily drunk, and his eyes were red. Hamza then said, Are not all of you but the slaves of my father? Thereupon, the Prophet, peace be upon him, realized that Hamza was not in his senses, so he came out and we too came out along with him. Uthman said, A divorce given by an insane man or a drunk is not valid. Ibn Abbas said, A divorce given by a drunk or given under compulsion is not valid. And Aqbat ibn Amr said, A divorce meditated by a man because of the whisperings of his heart is not valid. And Ata said, If some started with the word of divorce only, then there is its conditions, otherwise not. And Nafa said, A man declared that if his wife went out of her house, she would be irrevocably divorced. Ibn Umar said, regarding the above case, If she went out, her divorce would be irrevocable. But if she did not go out, nothing would happen to her. Regarding a man saying, If I do such and such a thing, then my wife is divorced thrice. As Zuhri said, Such a man is to be asked as to what he had said and what he had really intended in his mind while swearing the above oath. If he had mentioned the fixed time and he had really intended what he said when he took the oath, then his statement would be taken into account and would be considered as his religion and his honesty. And Ibrahim said, If someone says to his wife, I am not in need of you, then the verdict is to be given according to his intention. And a divorce is valid when expressed in the language of the nation to which the person belongs. And Qatada said, If someone says to his wife, If you become pregnant, then you are divorced thrice. He should have sexual intercourse with her once only every time she becomes clean after her menstruation. And if her pregnancy becomes apparent, she will be regarded as divorced irrevocably. And Al-Hassan said, If a man says to his wife, Go to your family, then his intention is to be taken into consideration. And Ibn Abbas said, Divorce is only to be resorted to when it is very essential, but the manumission of slaves is recommended whenever it is meant for Allah's sake. And as Zuhri said, If a man says to his wife, You are not my wife, then the verdict is to be given according to his intention. I.e., if he has intended a divorce, then it will be according to what he has intended. And Ali said, Don't you know that the pen is raised from three, are exempted from the accounts, an insane person, till he becomes sane, a child, till he reaches the age of puberty, and a sleeping person, till he wakes up. Ali also said, All divorces are legally valid, except that of a person who has no intelligence, for example, insane or drunk. Narrated Aba Huraira, May Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah has forgiven my followers the evil thoughts that occur to their minds, as long as such thoughts are not put into action or uttered.
And Qatada said, If someone divorces his wife just in his mind, such an unuttered divorce has no effect. Narrated Jabir, A man from the tribe of Bani Aslam came to the Prophet peace be upon him while he was in the mosque and said, I have committed illegal sexual intercourse. The Prophet peace be upon him turned his face to the other side. The man turned towards the side, towards which the Prophet peace be upon him had turned his face and gave four witnesses against himself. On that, the Prophet peace be upon him called him and said, Are you insane? He added, Are you married? The man said, Yes. On that the Prophet peace be upon him ordered him to be stoned to death in the musalla. When the stones hit him with their sharp edges, he fled, but he was caught at Al-Harra and then killed. Narrated Aba Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. A man from Bani Aslam came to Allah's messenger peace be upon him while he was in the mosque and called the Prophet peace be upon him, saying, O Allah's messenger, I have committed illegal sexual intercourse. On that the Prophet, peace be upon him, turned his face from him to the other side, whereupon the man moved to the side, towards which the Prophet, peace be upon him, had turned his face, and said, O Allah's Messenger, I have committed illegal sexual intercourse. The Prophet, peace be upon him, turned his face from him to the other side, whereupon the man moved to the side, towards which the Prophet, peace be upon him, had turned his face and repeated his statement. The Prophet, peace be upon him, turned his face from him to the other side again. The man moved again and repeated his statement for the fourth time. So when the man had given witness four times against himself, the Prophet, peace be upon him, called him and said, Are you insane? He replied, No. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then said to his companions, Go and stone him to death. The man was a married one. Jabir ibn Abdullah al-Ansari added, I was one of those who stoned him. We stoned him at the Musalla in Al-Madina. When the stones hit him with their sharp edges, he fled, but we caught him at Al-Harra and stoned him till he died. See Hadith number 5270. Chapter 1 Al-Khullah and how a divorce is given according to it, and the statement of Allah, the mighty and sublime, وَلَا يَحِلُّ لَكُمْ أَن تَأْخُذُوا مِمَّا آتَيْتُمُوهُنَّ شَيْئًا إِلَّا أَنْ يَخَافَ أَلَّا يُقِيمَ حُدُودَ اللَّهِ It is not lawful for you, men, to take back from your wives any of your mahar which you have given them, except when both parties fear that they would be unable to keep the limits ordained by Allah. Quran chapter 2 verse 229 Footnote Al-Khula' means the parting of a wife from her husband by giving him a certain compensation. Umar allowed Al-Khula' even without taking the permission of the authorities and Uthman permitted the husband in the case of Khula' to take from his wife everything other than the ribbon of her hair. Regarding the verse Except when both parties fear that they would be unable to keep the limits ordained by Allah. Quran chapter 2 verse 229 Tawus said, 
that is what Allah has ordained to be the right of each of them on the other regarding their family relationship and friendly companionship. And Tawus did not say as the ignorant people say, Al-Khula is not permissible unless the woman says to her husband, I will not clean myself from Janabah, i.e. I will not have sexual relations with you. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with both of them. The wife of Thabit ibn Qais came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, I do not blame Thabit for defects in his character or his religion, but I, being a Muslim, dislike to behave in an un-Islamic manner, if I remain with him. On that, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said to her, Will you give back the garden which your husband has given you as mahar? She said, Yes. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Thabit, O Thabit, accept your garden and divorce her once. Narrated Akrima, the sister of Abdullah ibn Ubay, narrated the above narration, number 5273, with the addition that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Thabit's wife, Will you return his garden? She said, Yes, and returned it. And then the Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered Thabit to divorce her. Narrated Ibn Abbas, the wife of Thabit ibn Qais, came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, I do not blame Thabit for any defects in his character or his religion, but I cannot endure to live with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Will you return his garden to him? She said, Yes. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with both of them. The wife of Thabit ibn Qais ibn Shammas came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, I do not blame Thabit for defects in his character or his religion, but I am afraid that I, being a Muslim, may become unthankful for Allah's blessings. On that, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said to her, Will you return his garden to him? She said, Yes. So she returned his garden to him, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, told him to divorce her. Narrated Akrima, the Jamila. Then he related the whole hadith, i.e., number 5276. Chapter 1 al Shikak, The breach between the man and his wife. Is Al-Khula' to be recommended if necessary? And the statement of Allah Almighty, وَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ شِقَاقَ بَيْنِهِمَا If you fear breach between them twain, the man and his wife. Quran chapter 4, verse 35. Narrated Al-Miswar ibn Makhramat al-Zuhri, I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, Banu al-Mughayra have asked my leave to let Ali marry their daughter, but I give no leave to this effect. Chapter 1 Selling a female slave does not necessarily lead to her divorce. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Three traditions were established concerning that in which Barira was involved. When she was manumitted, she was given the option to keep her husband or leave him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Al-Wala' is for the one who manumits. 
Once, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, entered the house, while some meat was being cooked in a pot, but only bread and some soup of the house were placed before him. He said, Don't I see the pot containing meat? They said, Yes, but that meat was given to Barirah in charity by someone, and you do not eat what is given in charity. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, That meat is a charity for her, but for us, it is a present. See Hadith number 5430. Footnote Al-Wala is a right to inherit the property of a freed slave to the person who has freed him. A Hadith have made it clear that Al-Wala is a part like a lineage. It cannot be sold or gifted. So selling it or offering it as a gift is prohibited. Chapter 1 a female slave, whose husband is a slave, has the option to keep him or leave him when she is manumitted. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with both of them, I saw him as a slave, namely, Barira's husband. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with both of them, that was Mughith, the slave of Bani so-and-so, i.e., Barira's husband as if I am now looking at him following her, Barira, along the streets of Al-Medina. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with both of them, Barira's husband was a black slave called Mughith, the slave of Bani so-and-so, as if I am seeing him now, walking behind her along the streets of Al-Medina. Chapter 1 the intercession of the Prophet, peace be upon him, for Barira's husband. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with both of them, Barira's husband was a slave called Mughith, as if I am seeing him now, going behind Barira, and weeping with his tears flowing down his beard. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Abbas, O Abbas, are you not astonished at the love of Mughith for Barira? and the hatred of Barira for Mughith. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then said to Barira, Why don't you return to him? She said, O oh Allah's Messenger, do you order me to do so? He said, No, I only intercede for him. She said, I am not in need of him. Chapter 1 Manumission of Barira and Her Wala Narrated Al-Aswad Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, intended to buy Barira, but her masters stipulated that her wala would be for them. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, mentioned that to the Prophet, peace be upon him, who said to Aisha, buy and manumit her, for al-wala is for the one who manumits. Once, some meat was brought to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and it was said, this meat was given in charity to Barira. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, It is an object of charity for Barira and a present for us. Narrated Adam, Shabah related the same hadith and added, Barira was given the option regarding her husband. See hadith number 5430. Footnote Al-Wala is a right to inherit the property of a freed slave to the person who has freed him. A hadith have made it clear that al-wala is a part like a lineage. 
it cannot be sold or gifted, so selling it or offering it as a gift is prohibited. Chapter 1 The Statement of Allah Almighty وَلَا تَنْكِحُوا الْمُشْرِكَاتِ حَتَّى يُؤْمِنَّا وَلَا أَمَةٌ مُؤْمِنَةٌ خَيْرٌ مِنْ مُشْرِكَةٍ وَلَوْ أَعْجَبَتْكُمْ Do not marry al-mushrikat, idolatresses, till they believe, i.e., worship Allah alone. And indeed, a slave woman who believes is better than a free mushrikah, idolatress, even though she pleases you. Quran chapter 2, verse 221. Narrated Nafa. Whenever Ibn Umar was asked about marrying a Christian lady or a Jewess, he would say, Allah has made it unlawful for the believers to marry al-mushrikat, ladies who ascribe partners in worship to Allah, and I do not know of a greater thing as regards to ascribing partners in worship, etc., to Allah, than that a lady should say that Jesus is her Lord, although he is just a slave from the slaves of Allah. Chapter 1 Marrying al-mushrikat, pagan ladies, who had embraced Islam, and their Iddah. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with both of them. Al-Mushrikun were of two kinds, as regards their relationship to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the believers. Some of them were those with whom the Prophet, peace be upon him, was at war, and used to fight against, and they used to fight him. The others were those with whom the Prophet, peace be upon him, had a treaty, and neither did the Prophet, peace be upon him, fight them, nor did they fight him. If a lady from the first group of al-Mushrikeen emigrated towards the Muslims, her hand would not be asked in marriage unless she got the menses and then became clean. When she became clean, it would be lawful for her to get married, and if her husband emigrated too before she got married, then she would be returned to him. If any slave or female slave immigrated from them to the Muslims, then they would be considered free persons, not slaves, and they would have the same rights as given to other immigrants. The narrator then mentioned about al-Mushrikeen involved with the Muslims in a treaty, the same as occurs in Mujahid's narration. If a male slave or a female slave immigrated from such Mushrikeen as had made a treaty with the Muslims, they would not be returned but their prices would be paid to al-Mushrikeen. Footnote Al-Mushrikun, polytheists, pagans, idolaters, and disbelievers in the oneness of Allah and in his messenger Muhammad, peace be upon him. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with both of them. Qariba, the daughter of Aba Umayyah, was the wife of Umar ibn al-Khattab. Umar divorced her and then Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan married her. Similarly, Umm al-Hakam, the daughter of Aba Sufyan, was the wife of Ayyad ibn Ghanm al-Fihri. He divorced her, and then Abdullah ibn Uthman al-Thaqafi married her. Chapter 1 What if an idolatress, a mushrika, or a Christian woman, becomes a Muslim while she is the wife of a dhimmi, i.e., a non-Muslim under the protection of a Muslim government, or a mushrik at war with the Muslims. Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with both of them, said, 
If a Christian woman embraces Islam before her husband by a short while, she will by no means remain as his wife legally. Ata was asked about a woman from Al-Mushrikeen who had a treaty with the Muslims. She embraced Islam, and during her iddah, her husband embraced Islam too. Could he retain her as his wife? Ata said, no, unless she is willing to remarry him with a new marriage and a new mahar. Mujahid said, if the husband embraces Islam during the iddah of his wife, he can marry her. And Allah Almighty said, They are not lawful wives for the disbelievers, nor are the disbelievers lawful husbands for them. Quran chapter 60 verse 10 Al-Hasan and Qatadah said regarding a Magian couple who embraced Islam, their marriage remains valid. But if one of them becomes a Muslim and the other refuses to become a Muslim, the wife is regarded as divorced and the husband has no right to keep her as a wife. Ibn Juraj said, I asked Ata, if a mushrikah comes to the Muslims, i.e. embraces Islam, will the husband be compensated for losing her, as is indicated by the statement of Allah, وَآتُوهُمْ مَا أَنْفَقُوا But give the disbelievers that amount of money, which they have spent as their mahar. Quran chapter 60, verse 10. Ata replied, No, for this was valid only between the Prophet peace be upon him and those mushrikeen who made a treaty with him. And Mujahid said, All this was valid in a treaty between the Prophet peace be upon him and Quraysh. Narrated Aisha, May Allah be pleased with her, the wife of the Prophet peace be upon him. Whenever believing women came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, as immigrants, he used to test them in accordance with the order of Allah Almighty. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, idha jaakumul mu'minatu muhajiratin famtahinuhun. O you who believe, when believing women come to you as immigrants, examine them. Quran chapter 60, verse 10. So, if any one of those believing women accepted the above-mentioned conditions, she accepted the conditions of faith. When they agreed on those conditions and confessed that with their tongues, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, would say to them, Go, I have accepted your bay'ah, pledge, for Islam. Aisha added, By Allah, the hand of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, never touched the hand of any woman, but he only used to take their bay'ah, pledge, orally. By Allah, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, did not take the bay'ah, pledge of the woman, except in accordance with what Allah had ordered him. When he accepted their bay'ah, pledge, he would say to them, I have accepted your bay'ah, pledge. See Hadith number 2713. Chapter 1 the statement of Allah Almighty. لِلَّذِينَ يَأُولُونَ مِنْ نِسَائِهِمْ تَرَبُّصُ أَرْبَعَةِ أَشْهُرِ Those who take an oath not to have sexual relations with their wives must wait four months. Quran chapter 2 verse 226 Narrated Anas ibn Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, took an oath that he would abstain from his wives and at that time, his leg had been sprained. 
dislocated. So he stayed in the mashruba, an attic room of his, for 29 days. Then he came down. And they, the people, said, O Allah's Messenger, you took an oath to abstain from your wives for one month. He said, The month is of 29 days. Narrated Nafa' Ibn Umar used to say about Al-Ila' which Allah Almighty defined in the Qur'an. If the period of Al-Ila' expires, then the husband has either to retain his wife in a handsome manner or to divorce her as Allah Almighty has ordered. Footnote Al-Ila' means the oath taken by a husband that he would not approach his wife for a certain period. Ibn Umar added, When the period of four months has expired, the husband should be put in prison so that he should divorce his wife, but the divorce does not occur unless the husband himself declares it. This has been mentioned by Uthman, Ali, Abad Darda, Aisha, and twelve other companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter 1 What are the regulations concerning the property and the family of a lost person? Ibn al-Musayyab said, If a person is lost from a file in a battle, his wife should wait for one year before she remarries. Ibn Mas'ud bought a slave girl and searched for her honor for one year in order to give him her price, but he could not find him for he was lost. So Ibn Mas'ud started giving one or two dirhams to poor people and said, O Allah, accept this alms on behalf of such and such person, and if he returns, the reward for this giving will come to me, and I shall pay that person the price of the slave girl. Ibn Mas'ud further said, You should do so with a luqata, something found. Ibn Abbas narrated similarly. As Zuhri said regarding a captive whose place of stay is known, his wife should not remarry, nor should his property be distributed, but when news about him ceases to come, then his case is to be treated as the case of a lost person. Narrated Yazid, the Mawla of Al-Munba'ith, the Prophet peace be upon him was asked regarding the case of a lost sheep. He said, you should take it because it is for you or for your brother or for the wolf. Then he was asked about a lost camel. He got angry and his face became red and he said to the questioner, you have nothing to do with it. It has its feet and its water container with it. It can go on drinking water and eating trees till its owner meets it. And then the Prophet, peace be upon him, was asked about a lukata, money found by someone. He said, remember and recognize its dying material and its container and make public announcement about it for one year. If somebody comes and identifies it, then give it to him. Otherwise, add it to your property. Chapter 1 Of Dihar And the statement of Allah Almighty قَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا Indeed, Allah has heard the statement of her, خَوْلَهْ بِنْتُ ثَعْلَبَةِ that disputes with you, O Muhammad, peace be upon him, concerning her husband, أوس بن الصامت, up to فَمَنْ لَمْ يَسْتَطِعْ فَإِطْعَامُ سِتِّينَ مِسْكِينَ And for him who is unable to do so, he should feed sixty of the poor. 
Quran chapter 58 verses 1 to 4. Footnote. Al-Zihar is the saying of a husband to his wife, You are to me like the back of my mother, i.e. you are unlawful for me to approach. Narrated Malik that he asked Ibn Shihab about al-Zihar of a slave. He said, It is like al-Zihar of a free man. Malik said, The fasting of a slave in the above case is two months. And al-Hasan ibn al-Hur said, Al-Zihar of a free man or a slave towards a free lady or a slave lady is the same. Ikrimah said, If someone declares al-Zihar towards his slave girl, it has no significance, for al-Zihar is only valid in cases involving actual wives. Chapter 1 Using gestures to express the decision of divorcing and other matters Narrated Ibn Umar, the Prophet peace be upon him said, Allah will not punish people because of the tears they shed over the dead, but he will punish them because of this, pointing to his tongue. Ka'b ibn Malik said, The Prophet peace be upon him gestured to me with his hand, ordering me to take half my due. Asma said, Once the Prophet peace be upon him offered the eclipse salah, prayer. I asked Aisha while she was offering the Salah prayer, What is the matter with the people? She pointed towards the sun with her head. I asked, Is there a sign? She nodded, agreeing. Anas said, The Prophet peace be upon him signaled to Abu Bakr with his hand to lead the Salah prayer. Ibn Abbas said, The Prophet peace be upon him waved his hand, indicating that there was no harm in a certain matter. Aba Qatada said, The Prophet peace be upon him said to his companions regarding hunting by a muhrim, Did any one of you, while in the state of Ihram, order him, a non-muhrim, to attack the game? Or did any one of you point at it to draw his attention? They said, No. On that, the Prophet peace be upon him said, Then eat of it. Footnote. This is part of a story where a non-muhrim had hunted game, and those who were in the state of Ihram hesitated to eat thereof, so the Prophet, peace be upon him, asked them whether they had participated in its hunting with a word or a gesture. When they denied that, he allowed them to eat of it. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with both of them, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, performed the tawaf around the Kaaba while riding his camel, and every time he reached the corner of the black stone, he pointed at it with his hand and said, Allahu Akbar. Zainab said, The Prophet peace be upon him said, An opening has been made in the wall of Gog and Magog, like this and this, forming the number 90 with his thumb and index finger. Narrated Aba Huraira. May Allah be pleased with him. Abel Qasim, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, There is an hour or a moment of particular significance on Friday. If it happens that a Muslim is offering a salah, prayer, and invoking Allah for some good at that very moment, Allah will grant him his request. The sub-narrator placed the top of his finger on the palm of his hand between the middle finger and the little one. 
See Hadith number 935. Narrated Anas ibn Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, during the lifetime of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, a Jew attacked a girl and took some silver ornaments she was wearing and crushed her head. Her relatives brought her to the Prophet, peace be upon him, while she was in her last breaths and she was unable to speak. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, asked her, Who has hit you? So and so, mentioning somebody other than the murderer. She moved her head, indicating denial. The Prophet, peace be upon him, mentioned another person other than the murderer, and she again moved her head, indicating denial. Then he asked, Was it so and so, mentioning the name of her killer? She nodded, agreeing. Then Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, ordered that the head of that Jew be crushed between two stones. See Hadith number 2413. Narrated Ibn Umar, May Allah be pleased with both of them. I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, Al-Fitna, trial or affliction, will emerge from here, pointing towards the east. Narrated Abdullah ibn Abi Awfa, We were with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, on a journey, and when the sun set, he said to a man, Get down and prepare a drink of sawiq for me. The man said, O Allah's Messenger, will you wait till it is evening? Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, again said, Get down and prepare a drink of sawiq. The man said, O Allah's Messenger, will you wait till it is evening, for it is still daytime? The Prophet, peace be upon him, again said, Get down and prepare a drink of sawiq. So the third time the man got down and prepared a drink of sawiq for him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, drank thereof, and pointed with his hand towards the east, saying, When you see the night falling from this side, then a fasting person should break his fast. See Hadith number 1941. Narrated Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, May Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The call, or the adhan of Bilal, should not stop you from taking the suhoor meals, for Bilal calls or pronounces the adhan, so that the one who is offering the night prayer should take a rest, and it does not indicate the daybreak or dawn. The narrator, Yazid, described how dawn breaks by stretching out his hands and then separating them wide apart. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, The example of a miser and a generous person is like that of two persons wearing iron clock from the breast up to the neck. When the generous person spends, the iron clock enlarges and spread over his skin so much so that it covers his fingertips and obliterates his tracks. As for the miser, as soon as he thinks of spending, every ring of the iron clock sticks to its place against his body and he tries to expand it, but it does not expand. The Prophet, peace be upon him, pointed with his hand towards his throat. Chapter 1 Al-Li'an The Statement of Allah Almighty وَالَّذِينَ يَرْمُونَ أَزْوَاجَهُمْ And for those who accuse their wives, up to 
إن كان من الصادقين If he, her husband, speaks the truth Quran chapter 24 verses 6 to 9 Footnote اللعان An oath which is taken by both the wife and the husband when the husband accuses his wife of committing illegal sexual intercourse. The Quran, Surah An-Nur, number 24, verses 6 to 9. If a dumb man accuses his wife of an illegal sexual intercourse by means of writing, pointing, or giving a familiar nod, then he is like the one who can speak, for the Prophet peace be upon him permitted the use of gestures in performing the orders prescribed by Allah. That is the saying of some people of Al-Hijaz and some learned men. And Allah Almighty said, فَأَشَارَتْ إِلَيْهِ قَالُوا كَيْفَ نُكَلِّمُ مَنْ كَانَ فِي الْمَهْدِ صَبِيَّةِ Then she, Mary, pointed to him, Jesus. They said, How can we talk to one who is a child in the cradle? Quran chapter 19, verse 29. And Al-Dahak said, إِلَّا رَمْزَ means, only with signals. Some scholars said, neither legal prescribed punishment nor a li'an are permissible to be carried out through gestures. Yet he said, if somebody expresses his decision to divorce his wife by means of writing, pointing, or nodding, it is permissible. But there is no difference between divorcing and accusing. If that scholar says that accusation can be only through speech, he will be answered that, similarly, Divorce cannot be given except through speech, otherwise, both divorce and accusation are invalid. The same is true about the manumission of slaves. A deaf person is permitted to do al-li'an. Al-Shabi and Qatada said, If someone says, you are divorced, and points with his fingers, his gesture is enough to bring about the divorce. Ibrahim said, If a dumb person writes a divorce with his hand, it becomes valid. And Hamad said, If a dumb or a deaf person gives a nod to indicate something, it is sufficient. Narrated Anas ibn Malik, May Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Shall I tell you of the best families among the Ansar? They, the people, said, Yes, O Allah's Messenger. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The best are Banu Najjar, and after them are Banu Abdil Ashhal. And after them are Banu al-Harith ibn al-Khazraj, and after them are Banu Sa'idah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then moved his hand by closing his fingers and opening them, like one throwing something, and then said, Anyhow, there is good in all the families of the Ansar. Narrated Sahl ibn Sa'din al-Sa'idi, a companion of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him holding out his middle and index fingers, said, My advent and the hours are like this, or like these. Namely, the period between his era and the hour is like the distance between those two fingers, i.e., very short. Narrated Ibn Umar, The Prophet, peace be upon him, holding out his ten fingers thrice, said, The month is thus and thus and thus, namely thirty days. Then holding out his ten fingers twice, and then nine fingers, he said, It may be thus and thus and thus, namely, twenty-nine days. He meant once thirty days, and once twenty-nine days. Narrated Abba Mas'ud, 
the Prophet, peace be upon him, pointed with his hand towards Al-Yaman and said twice, Faith is there, and then pointed towards the east and said, Verily, sternness and mercilessness are the qualities of those who are busy with their camels and pay no attention to their religion, from where comes out the two sides of the head of Satan, namely, the tribes of Rabi'ah and Mudar. Narrated Sahil Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, I and the one who looks after an orphan will be like this in paradise, showing his middle and index fingers and separating them. Chapter 1 If a husband hints that he suspects his paternity to a child. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. A man came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, a black child has been born for me. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked him, Have you got camels? The man said, Yes. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked him, What color are they? The man replied, Red. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Is there a gray one among them? The man replied, Yes. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whence comes that? He said, Maybe it is because of heredity. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Maybe your latest son has this color because of heredity. Chapter 1 Commanding those who are involved in a case of Al-Li'an to take the oath of Al-Li'an. Footnote Al-Li'an, an oath which is taken by both the wife and the husband when the husband accuses his wife of committing illegal sexual intercourse. The Quran, Surah An-Nur, number 24, verses 6 to 9. Narrated Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, an Ansari man accused his wife of committing illegal sexual intercourse. The Prophet, peace be upon him, made both of them take the oath of Al-Li'an and separated them from each other by divorce. Chapter 1 The man should start the process of Al-Li'an. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with both of them. Hilal ibn Umayyah accused his wife of illegal sexual intercourse and came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, to bear witness against her, taking the oath of Al-Li'an. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was saying, Allah knows that either of you is a liar. Will any one of you repent to Allah? Then the lady got up and gave her witness. Chapter 1 Al-Li'an and whoever divorced his wife after the process of Al-Li'an. Narrated Sahl ibn Sa'din al-Sa'idi, Uwaymir al-Ajlani came to Asim ibn Adiyin al-Ansari and said to him, O Asim, suppose a man saw another man with his wife, would he kill him, whereupon you would kill him, or what should he do? Please, O Asim, ask about this on my behalf. Asim asked Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, about it. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, disliked that question and considered it disgraceful. What Asim heard from Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was hard on him. When Asim returned to his family, Awaymer came to him and said, O Asim, what did Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, say to you? Asim said to Awaymer, You never bring me any good. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, disliked the problem which I asked him about. Awaymer said, By Allah, 
I will not give up this matter until I ask the Prophet, peace be upon him, about it. So Awaymir proceeded till he came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, in the midst of people, and said, O Allah's Messenger, if a man sees another man with his wife, would he kill him, whereupon you would kill him, or what should he do? Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Allah has revealed some decree as regards you and your wife's case. Go and bring her. So they carried out the process of Al-Li'an, while I was present among the people with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. When they had finished their Li'an, Awaymir said, O Allah's Messenger, if I should now keep her with me as a wife, then I have told a lie. So he divorced her thrice, prior to being ordered by Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Ibn Shihab said, So divorce was the tradition for all those who were involved in a case of Al-Li'an. Chapter 1 To Carry Out Al-Li'an in a Mosque Footnote Al-Li'an An oath which is taken by both the wife and the husband when the husband accuses his wife of committing illegal sexual intercourse. The Quran, Surah An-Nur, number 24, verses 6 to 9. Narrated Ibn Juraj, Ibn Shihab informed me about Al-Li'an and the tradition related to it referring to the narration of Sahl ibn Sa'd, the brother of Bani Sa'ida. He said, An Ansari man came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, if a man saw another man with his wife, should he kill him, or what should he do? So Allah revealed concerning his affair what is mentioned in the Qur'an about the affair of those involved in a case of Al-Li'an. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah has given his verdict regarding you and your wife. So they carried out Al-Li'an in the mosque while I was present there. When they had finished, the man said, O Allah's Messenger, if I should now keep her with me as a wife, then I have told a lie about her. Then he divorced her thrice, without being ordered by Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, when they had finished the Li'an process. So he divorced her in front of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Ibn Shihab added, After their case, it became a tradition that a couple involved in a case of Al-Li'an should be separated by divorce. That lady was pregnant then, and later on, her son was called by his mother's name. The tradition concerning their inheritance was that she would be his heir, and he would inherit of her property the share Allah had prescribed for him. Ibn Shihab said that Sahl ibn Sa'd in Sa'idi said that the Prophet peace be upon him said in the above narration, if that lady delivers a small red child like a lizard, then the lady has spoken the truth, and the man was a liar. But if she delivers a child with black eyes and huge lips, then her husband has spoken the truth. Then she delivered it in the shape one would dislike, as it proved her guilty. Chapter 1 The Statement of the Prophet, peace be upon him, If I were to stone any person to death without witnesses. Narrated Al-Qasim ibn Muhammad, Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with both of them, said, Once Al-Li'an was mentioned before the Prophet, peace be upon him, whereupon Asim ibn Adi said something and went away. Then a man from his tribe came to him 
complaining that he had found a man with his wife. Asim said, I have not been put to task except for my statement about Al-Li'an. Asim took the man to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the man told him of the state in which he had found his wife. The man was pale, thin, and of lank hair, while the other man, whom he claimed he had seen him with his wife, was brown, fat, and had much flesh on his calves. The Prophet, peace be upon him, invoked, saying, O Allah, reveal the truth. So that lady delivered a child resembling the man whom her husband had mentioned he had found her with. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then made them carry out Al-Li'an. Then a man from that gathering asked Ibn Abbas, Was she the same lady regarding which the Prophet, peace be upon him, had said, If I were to stone to death someone without witness, I would have stoned this lady. Ibn Abbas said, No. That was another lady who, though being a Muslim, used to arouse suspicion by her outright misbehavior. Chapter 1 The Mahar in the Case of Al-Li'an Narrated Sa'id ibn Jubayr, I asked Ibn Umar, What is the verdict if a man accuses his wife of illegal sexual intercourse? Ibn Umar said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, separated by divorce the couple of Bani Al-Ajlan, and said to them, Allah knows that one of you two is a liar, so will one of you repent? But both of them refused. He again said, Allah knows that one of you two is a liar, so will one of you repent? But both of them refused. So he separated them by divorce. Ayyub, a sub-narrator, said, Amr ibn Dinar said to me, There is something else in this hadith which you have not mentioned. It goes thus. The man said, What about my money, i.e., the mahr that I have given to my wife? It was said, You have no right to restore any money, for if you have spoken the truth, as regards the accusation, you have also consummated your marriage with her. And if you have told a lie, you are less rightful to have your money back. Chapter 1 The Saying of the Imam, Ruler to those who are involved in a case of Al-Li'an, surely one of you two is a liar, so will one of you repent to Allah? Narrated Sa'id ibn Jubayr. I asked Ibn Umar about those who were involved in a case of Al-Li'an. He said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to those who were involved in a case of Al-Li'an, Your accounts are with Allah. One of you two is a liar, and you, the husband, have no right over her. She is divorced. The man said, What about my property, Mahar? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, You have no right to get back your property. If you have told the truth about her, then your property was for the consummation of your marriage with her. And if you told a lie about her, then you are less rightful to get your property back. Sufyan, a sub-narrator, said, I learned the hadith from Amr. Narrated Ayyub, I heard Sa'id ibn Jubayr saying, I asked Ibn Umar, if a man accuses his wife for an illegal sexual intercourse and carries out the process of Al-Li'an, what will happen? Ibn Umar set two of his fingers apart. Sufyan set his index finger and middle finger apart. Ibn Umar said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, separated the couple of Bani Al-Ajlan by divorce 
and said thrice, Allah knows that one of you two is a liar, so will one of you repent to Allah? Chapter 1 The Separation, Divorce, Between Those Who Are Involved in a Case of Al-Li'an Narrated Ibn Umar, May Allah be pleased with both of them. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, separated, divorced, the wife from her husband who accused her for an illegal sexual intercourse and made them take the oath of Al-Li'an. Narrated Ibn Umar, the Prophet, peace be upon him, made an Ansari man and his wife carry out Al-Li'an and then separated them by divorce. Chapter 1 The child is to be given to the lady accused by her husband for an illegal sexual intercourse. Narrated Ibn Umar, the Prophet, peace be upon him, made a man and his wife carry out Al-Li'an and the husband repudiated her child. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, got them separated by divorce and decided that the child belonged to the mother only. Chapter 1 The Statement of the Imam O Allah, reveal the truth. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with both of them. Those involved in a case of Al-Li'an were mentioned before Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Asim ibn Adi said something about that and then left. Later on, a man from his tribe came to him and told him that he had found another man with his wife. On that, Asim said, I have not been put to task except for what I have said about Al-Li'an. Asim took the man to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and he told him of the state in which he found his wife. The man was pale, thin, and lank-haired, while the other man whom he had found with his wife was brown, fat, with thick calves and curly hair. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, O Allah, reveal the truth. Then the lady delivered a child resembling the man whom her husband had mentioned he had found with her. So Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, ordered them to carry out Al-Li'an. A man from that gathering said to Ibn Abbas, was she the same lady regarding whom Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, If I were to stone to death someone without witnesses, I would have stoned this lady. Ibn Abbas said, No. That was another lady who, though being a Muslim, used to arouse suspicion because of her outright misbehavior. Chapter 1 If a person divorces his wife thrice and she marries another man, after the completion of her idda, but the second husband does not consummate his marriage with her. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Rifa'atul Quradi married a lady and then divorced her, whereupon she married another man. She came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said that her new husband did not approach her and that he was completely impotent. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to her, No. You cannot remarry your first husband till you taste the second husband and he tastes you, i.e., till he consummates his marriage with you. Chapter 1 وَاللَّائِي يَئِسْنَ مِنَ الْمَحْيُضِ مِنْ نِسَائِكُمْ إِنْ ارْتَبْتُمْ And those of your women as have passed the age of monthly courses, for them the idda, prescribed period, if you have doubt about their periods, 
Quran chapter 65 verse 4. Mujahid said, If you have any doubt whether they still have monthly courses or not, the period of al-iddah for those ladies who have reached the menopause or have never menstruated is three months. Chapter 1 for those who are pregnant, whether they are divorced or their husbands are dead, their idda period is until they lay down their burdens. Quran chapter 65, verse 4. Narrated Umm Salama, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, a lady from Bani Aslam called Subayah became a widow while she was pregnant. Abu Sanabil ibn Ba'kak demanded her hand in marriage, but she refused to marry him and said, By Allah, I cannot marry him unless I have completed one of the two prescribed periods. About ten days later, after giving birth to her child, she went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he said to her, You can marry now. Narrated Ubaidullah ibn Abdullah that his father had written to Ibn al-Arqam a letter asking him to ask Subay'at al-Aslamiyyah how the Prophet peace be upon him had given her the verdict. She said, The Prophet peace be upon him gave me his verdict that after I gave birth, I could marry. Narrated al-Miswar ibn Makhrama, Subay'at al-Aslamiyyah gave birth to a child a few days after the death of her husband, she came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and asked permission to remarry, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, gave her permission, and she got married. Chapter 1 The Statement of Allah Almighty وَالْمُطَلَّقَاتُ يَتَرَبَّصْنَ بِأَنفُسِهِنَّ ثَلَاثَةَ قُرُوءَ And divorced women shall wait as regards their marriage, for three menstrual periods. Quran chapter 2, verse 228. Ibrahim said regarding such a woman, as married during the period of Al-Iddah, and had three monthly courses while with him, her second husband, she is regarded as divorced from her first husband. Chapter 1. The Story of Fatimata bint Qais and the Statement of Allah Almighty وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ رَبَّكُمْ لَا تُخْرِجُوهُنَّ مِنْ بِيُوتِهِنْ And fear Allah, your Lord, O Muslims, and turn them not out of their husbands' homes. Quran chapter 65, verse 1 Narrated Al-Qasim ibn Muhammad and Sulaiman ibn Yasar that Yahya ibn Sa'id ibn Al-As divorced the daughter of Abdul Rahman ibn Al-Hakam. Abdul Rahman took her to his house. On that, Aisha sent a message to Marwan ibn al-Hakam, who was the ruler of al-Madinah, saying, Fear Allah, and urge your brother to return her to her house. Marwan in Sulaiman's version said, Abdul Rahman ibn al-Hakam did not obey me, or had a convincing argument. In al-Qasim's version, Marwan said, Have you not heard of the case of Fatimata bint Qais? Aisha said, the case of Fatimata bint Qais is not in your favor. Marwan ibn al-Hakam said to Aisha, The reason that made Fatimata bint Qais go to her father's house is just applicable to the daughter of Abdul Rahman.
narrated Al Qasim. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said, What is wrong with Fatima? Why doesn't she fear Allah? By saying that a divorced lady is not entitled to be provided with residence and sustenance by her husband. Narrated Al Qasim. Urwah said to Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Do you know so and so, the daughter of Al Hakam? Her husband divorced her irrevocably, and she left her husband's house. Aisha said, What a bad thing she has done. Urwah said to Aisha, Haven't you heard the statement of Fatima? Aisha replied, It is not in her favor to mention. Urwah added, Aisha reproached Fatima severely and said, Fatima was in a lonely place and she was prone to danger. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, allowed her to go out of her husband's house. Footnote Fatima was divorced and came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, My husband has divorced me twice, and I am afraid that somebody may attack me in my house. The Prophet, peace be upon him, allowed her to move to her parents' house. Chapter 1 if a divorced lady is afraid that she may be attacked in her husband's house or that she may abuse her husband's family, she has the right to leave her husband's house. Narrated Arwa Aisha disapproved of what Fatima used to say. Footnote See Hadith number 5323 Chapter 1 The Statement of Allah Almighty وَلَا يَحِلُّ لَهُنَّ أَنْ يَكْتُمْنَ مَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ فِي أَرْحَامِهِنْ And it is not lawful for them to conceal what Allah has created in their wombs. Quran chapter 2 verse 228 It means the menses or pregnancy. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, when Allah's messenger peace be upon him decided to leave Mecca after the Hajj, he saw Sophia. Saran standing at the entrance of her tent, he said to her, Akra or Halqa, you will detain us. Did you perform Tawaf al-Ifadah on the day of An-Nahr? She said, yes. He said, then you can depart. Chapter 1 And their husbands have the better right to take them, divorced ladies, back. Quran chapter 2 verse 228 During the period of the Idda And how will a person retain his wife he has divorced once or twice? And his statement فَلَا تَعْضُلُوهُنْ Do not prevent them Quran chapter 2 verse 232 Narrated Al-Hasan Ma'qil gave his sister in marriage And later her husband divorced her once Narrated Al-Hasan, the sister of Ma'qil ibn Yasar was married to a man, and then that man divorced her and remained away from her till her period of the Iddah expired. Then he demanded for her hand in marriage, but Ma'qil got angry out of pride and haughtiness and said, He kept away from her when he could still retain her, and now he demands her hand again. So Ma'qil disagreed to remarry her to him. Then Allah revealed, وَإِذَا طَلَّقْتُمُ النِّسَاءَ فَبَلَغْنَ أَجَلَهُنَّ فَلَا تَعْضُلُوهُنَّ 
when you have divorced women and they have fulfilled the term of their prescribed period, do not prevent them from marrying their former husbands. Quran chapter 2 verse 232 So the Prophet, peace be upon him, sent for Maqil and recited to him Allah's order, and consequently, Maqil gave up his pride and haughtiness and yielded to Allah's order. Narrated Nafa' Ibn Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, divorced his wife during her menses. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, ordered him to take her back till she became clean, and when she got another period while she was with him, she should wait till she became clean again, and only then, if he wanted to divorce her, he could do so before having sexual relations with her. And that is the period Allah has fixed for divorcing women. Whenever Abdullah ibn Umar was asked about that, he would say to the questioner, If you divorced her thrice, she is no longer lawful for you unless she marries another man, and the other man divorces her in his turn. Ibn Umar further said, Would that you people only give one or two divorces, because the Prophet, peace be upon him, has ordered me so. Chapter 1 To take back one's wife if she is divorced, while in her menses. Narrated Yunus ibn Jubair, Ibn Umar divorced his wife while she was having her menses. Umar asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, who said, Order him, your son, to take her back, and then divorce her before her period of the Idda has elapsed. I asked Ibn Umar, Will that divorce during the menses be counted? He replied, If somebody becomes helpless and behaves foolishly, will his foolishness be an excuse for his misbehavior? See Hadith number 5252. Chapter 1 A widow should mourn for four months and ten days. And as Zuhri said, I think that a widowed girl should not put perfume, for she has to observe the period of the Idda. Narrated Humayd ibn Nafa' Zainab bintu Abi Salamah told me these following three narrations. Zainab said, I went to Umm Habiba, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, when her father, Abba Sufyan ibn Harb, had died. Umm Habiba asked for a perfume which contained yellow scent, khaluq, or some other scent, and she first perfumed one of the girls with it, and then rubbed her cheeks with it and said, by Allah, I am not in need of perfume, but I have heard Allah's Messenger peace be upon him saying, It is not lawful for a lady who believes in Allah and the last day to mourn for a dead person for more than three days, unless he is her husband, for whom she should mourn for four months and ten days. Zainab further said, I went to Zainab binti Jahsh when her brother died. She asked for perfume and used some of it and said, By Allah, I am not in need of perfume, but I have heard Allah's Messenger peace be upon him saying on the pulpit, It is not lawful for a lady who believes in Allah and the last day to mourn for more than three days except for her husband, for whom she should mourn for four months and ten days. Zainab further said, I heard my mother, Umm Salama, saying that a woman came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, 
the husband of my daughter has died and she is suffering from an eye disease. Can she apply alcohol to her eyes? Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, replied, No, twice or thrice. Every time she repeated her question, he said, No. Then Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, added, It is just a matter of four months and ten days. In the pre-Islamic period of ignorance, a widow among you should throw a globe of dung who in one year has elapsed. Humayt said, I said to Zainab, What does throwing a globe of dung when one year had elapsed mean? Zainab said, When a lady was bereaved of her husband, she would live in a wretched small room and put on the worst clothes she had and would not touch any sin till one year had elapsed. Then she would bring an animal, for example, a donkey, a sheep, or a bird, and rub her skin, body, against it. The animal against which she would rub her skin, body, would scarcely survive. Only then she would come out of her room, whereupon she would be given a globe of dung, which she would throw away, and then she would use whatsoever the scent she liked, or the other. Chapter 1 Can a mourning lady use alcohol? Narrated Umm Salama, may Allah be pleased with her. A woman was bereaved of her husband, and her relatives worried about her eyes, which were inflamed from a disease. They came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and asked him to allow them to treat her eyes with alcohol, but he said, she should not apply alcohol to her eyes. In the pre-Islamic period of ignorance, a widowed woman among you would stay in the worst of her clothes or the worst part of her house, and when a year had elapsed, if a dog passed by her, she would throw a globe of dung. Nay, she cannot use alcohol till four months and ten days have elapsed. Narrated Umm Habiba, the Prophet peace be upon him said, It is not lawful for a Muslim woman who believes in Allah and the last day to mourn for more than three days, except for her husband, for whom she should mourn for four months and ten days. Narrated Umm Atiyah, We were forbidden to mourn for more than three days, except for a husband. Chapter 1 Al-Qust, incense, may be used by a mourning lady after being cleaned from her menses. Narrated Umm Atiyah, We were forbidden to mourn for more than three days for a dead person, except for a husband, for whom a wife should mourn for four months and ten days. While in the mourning period, we were not allowed to put alcohol in our eyes, nor perfume ourselves, nor wear dyed clothes, except a garment of al-asp, special clothes made in al-Yaman. But it was permissible for us that when one of us became clean from her menses and took a bath, she could use a piece of a certain kind of incense, and it was forbidden for us to follow funeral processions. Chapter 1 A mourning lady can wear clothes of al-asp, a kind of Yemenese cloth that is very coarse. Narrated Umm Atiyah, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, It is not lawful for a lady who believes in Allah and the last day to mourn for more than three days for a dead person, except for her husband, in which case she should neither put alcohol in her eyes, nor perfume herself, 
nor wear dye clothes except a garment of al-asp. Umm Atiyah added, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, She should not use perfume except when she becomes clean from her menses, whereupon she can use al-qust and al-athfar, two kinds of incense. Chapter 1 وَالَّذِينَ يُتَوَفَّوْنَ مِنْكُمْ وَيَذَرُونَ أَزْوَاجًا And those of you who die and leave wives behind, up to وَاللَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ خَبِيرٌ And Allah is well acquainted with what you do. Quran chapter 2 verse 234 Footnote Regarding the statement And those of you who die and leave wives behind, they shall wake concerning themselves four months and ten days. Quran chapter 2, verse 234. Narrated Mujahid regarding the verse, and those of you who die and leave wives behind, that was the period of da'idda, which the widow was obliged to spend in the house of the late husband. Then Allah revealed, وَالَّذِينَ يُتَوَفَّوْنَ مِنْكُمْ وَيَذَرُونَ أَزْوَاجًا وَصِيَّةً لِأَزْوَاجِهِمْ مَتَاعًا إِلَى الْحَوْلِ غَيْرَ إِخْرَاجٍ فَإِنْ خَرَجْنَ فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِيمَا فَعَلْنَ فِي أَنفُسِهِنَّ مِنْ مَعْرُوفٍ And those of you who die and leave behind wives should bequeath for their wives a year's maintenance and residence without turning them out. But if they leave, there is no sin on you for what they do of themselves, provided it is honorable. For example, lawful marriage. Quran chapter 2 verse 240 Mujahid said, Allah has ordered that a widow has the right to stay for seven months and twenty days with her husband's relatives through her husband's will and testament so that she will complete the period of one year of Idda. But the widow has the right to stay that extra period or go out of her husband's house as is indicated by the statement of Allah, غَيْرَ إِخْرَاجِ فَإِنْ خَرَجْنَا فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْكُمْ Without turning them out, but if they, wives, leave, there is no sin on you. Quran chapter 2, verse 240. Ibn Abbas said, The above verse has abrogated, cancelled, the order of spending the period of the Iddah at her late husband's house, and so she could spend the period of the Iddah wherever she likes. And Allah says, غَيْرَ إِخْرَاجِ Without turning them out. Ata said, if she would, she could spend her period of da'iddah at her husband's house and live there according to her husband's will and tastement, and if she would, she could go out of her husband's house, as Allah says, فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِيمَا فَعَلْنَ فِي أَنفُسِهِنَّ There is no sin in you for what they do of themselves. Quran chapter 2 verse 240 Ata added, then the verses of inheritance were revealed, and the order of residence for the widow was abrogated, cancelled, and she could spend her period of da'idda wherever she would like, and she was no longer entitled to be provided with residence by her husband's family. Narrated Zainab bint Ummi Salama, when Umm Habibah bint Abi Sufyan was informed of her father's death, she asked for perfume and rubbed it over her arms and said, I am not in need of perfume, but I have heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, 
It is not lawful for a lady who believes in Allah and the last day to mourn for more than three days, except for her husband, for whom the mourning period is four months and ten days. Chapter 1 What is said regarding the earnings of a prostitute and the illegal wedding? Al-Hasan al-Basri said, If a person mistakenly marries a lady from the forbidden degrees of consanguinity, i.e. mahram, they should be separated with divorce, and she would keep what she has taken of the mahar, and she would not be entitled to take anything else. Later on, Al-Hasan said, she would be entitled to take her full mahar. See Hadith number 2237. Narrated Abba Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, prohibited taking the price of a dog, the earnings of a soothsayer, and the money earned by prostitution. See Hadith number 2237. Narrated Abba Juhayfa, the Prophet, peace be upon him, cursed the lady who practices tattooing, and the one who gets herself tattooed, and one who eats, takes, arriba, ujury, and the one who gives it. And he prohibited taking the price of a dog, and the money earned by prostitution, and cursed the makers of pictures. See Hadith number 2086 and 2238. Footnote Arriba, ujury, which is of two major kinds, a, arriba nasi'a, i.e., interest in lent money, b, arriba al-fadl, i.e., taking a superior thing of the same kind of goods by giving more of the same kind of goods of inferior quality. For example, dates of superior quality for dates of inferior quality in greater amount. Islam strictly forbids all kinds of usury. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade taking the earnings of a slave girl by prostitution. Chapter 1 What is said regarding the mahr of the lady whose husband entered upon her to consummate his marriage, and does, just entering upon one's bride, and staying with her in seclusion, mean the same as the consummation of marriage? And what if a man divorced his wife before entering upon her and before consummating his marriage with her? Narrated Sa'id ibn Jubair. I said to Ibn Umar, If a man accuses his wife of illegal sexual intercourse, what is the judgment? He said, Allah's Prophet, peace be upon him, separated the couple of Bani al-Ajlan, when the husband accused his wife for an illegal sexual intercourse. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah knows that one of you two is a liar, so will one of you repent, but they refused. He then again said, Allah knows that one of you two is a liar, so will one of you repent, but they refused, whereupon he separated them by divorce. Ayyub, a sub-narrator, said, Amr ibn Dinar said to me, In the narration there is something which I do not see you mentioning. I.e., the husband said, What about my money, Mahar? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, You are not entitled to take back your money, for if you told the truth, you have already entered upon her and consummated your marriage with her, and if you are a liar, 
then you are less entitled to take it back. Chapter 1 The gift given by a husband to a divorced lady for whom al-mahr has not been fixed by virtue of the statement of Allah Almighty لا جناح عليكم إن طلقتم النساء ما لم تمسوهن أو تفرضوا لهن فريضة There is no sin on you if you divorced women while yet you have not touched had sexual relation with them nor appointed unto them their mahr bridal money given by the husband to his wife at the time of marriage up to wallahu bima ta'maluna basir all seer of what you do quran chapter 2 verses 236 237 and allah also said and for divorced women, maintenance should be provided on a reasonable scale. This is Adurian al-Muttaqin, the pious. Thus Allah makes clear his ayat, laws, to you in order that you may understand. Quran chapter 2, verses 241-242 Footnote Al-Muttaqin means pious and righteous persons who fear Allah much, abstain from all kinds of sins and evil deeds which he has forbidden, and love Allah much, perform all kinds of good deeds which he has ordained. The Prophet, peace be upon him, did not mention that the gift should be given to the lady whom her husband divorced her after they had been involved in a case of Al-Li'an. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with both of them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to those who were involved in a case of Al-Li'an, Your accounts are with Allah. One of you two is a liar. You, husband, have right on her, wife. The husband said, My money, O Allah's messenger. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, You are not entitled to take back any money. If you have told the truth, the mahar that you paid, was for having sexual relations with her lawfully. And if you are a liar, then you are less entitled to get it back. 